0: You're listening to Fundraising Radio, a podcast about fundraising for early stage startups. The major rule that we follow here is no bullshit on these podcasts. No music to relax you, no advertisements of our sponsors. We only talk about fundraising here and nothing else. So let's jump into the episode and today's a guest speaker we have Kerry Ransom, founder and president at OC4 Venture Studio. And this episode will mainly talk about who should choose the Venture Studio, who is it actually built for, and how it operates. So Kerry, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself
1: and on OC4 Venture Studio. Sure, Konstantin, uh, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Um, quick background on me, I uh, grew up in a family business uh, that, really where I learned most of what I would characterize about business people, leadership, and a lot of my core values and have spent most of my career. I chose not to rejoin that. I spent most of my career as a. Serial startup operator and investor. And I've essentially had every imaginable job. Across every stage in a number of software companies, it's well into double figures. And what I've really done is is put together all of those learnings, a lot of mistakes, a lot of experiments, um some success, and tried to package that up to make it much more easily accessible and scalable with a number of early stage companies through a venture studio. And that's how we've um, really put o c four together.
0: So generally, when I speak to people and ask
1: them when I usually explain them
0: you know what's my day job and I work for Venture Studio myself and when I ask them you know do you, are you familiar with the concept of a venture studio it's like 90 to 95% of them usually respond no so
1: can let's start with the description of a venture studio what is sure. it So I I think it's a really interesting uh, term because it's sort of taken on its own life and I think to some extent you know we may fraction the concept of Venture Studio over time into a number of, of incarnations. So I tend to think of them as a couple different today. Um, so you have this class called Startup Studios that uh, is maybe within Venture Studio as well. And so I, the way I tend to think about it is you have one form that is idea-centric, which is we have our own ideas, we really want to start and birth them from within this studio where we have everything we feel like we need within the studio to really get this started. And that's that's what I would almost characterize as a more idea centric startup studio. We really look at ourselves as more of a company building company and we use the term venture studio uh, because that's at least somewhat known in the marketplace. But we look at what we do is we really are in the business of helping to build companies. We actually though look for founders who are committed to trying to start and build a company and then we want to co-found or co-pilot with them with all of the resources that we have within our studio and that includes capital that we're willing to invest but also includes a whole team of people and capabilities that we're also willing to invest and so we then get compensated through Equity that we buy through either investing capital or through equity that we earn through the sweat and tears and time of our team that we're investing into the company. But it's a whole belief that we're in the business of helping to create companies. And therefore, we are long term equity owners alongside these founders that want to go create the maximum value from this company that we can.
0: Right. Yeah. Perfect description of the venture studio. And thanks for making sure that, you know, you define those two different types of venture studios, one that creates ideas internally, which I don't quite understand. Like who does that? That's weird. Uh, and those they're good, like ours.
1: <laughs> but... I, I try to not be critical of the others. I mean, there are some that have birthed some pretty amazing <laughs> That's ideas, true. That's true. but I, you know, I, I think some of those are probably an entrepreneur who maybe has multiple ideas at the same time, yeah. it doesn't want to commit to one. So it says, hey, I'll start this studio as a way to really push a few forward and see which one maybe has the most legs and then I'll go focus on that. And I think that's been the reality for several of those very idea centric studios. Um, but I, I'm a big believer in trying to add superpowers to the committed entrepreneur to greatly increase the likelihood of success. And I think what we're finding, and you probably as well, is there are certain entrepreneurs that that really resonates with and there are certain that it doesn't. And our view is there are many different ways to make a company, build a company. We just believe this is a way that can really be predictably more successful. And so for Mm -hmm. those who are open to that idea, those are the ones that we really look to partner with.
0: Right. So another question after I usually after I give you this, you know, pitch of a venture studio and how it works. My next question, I mean, their next question is generally, how is it different from an incubator or accelerator? So question is for founders from the founder's standpoint, who should go to, you know, a standard accelerator or an incubator
1: versus who should go to the venture studio? Sure. Good, great question. And I think some of this is still to be determined, Uh, you know, so I've met plenty of founders who've been in an incubator and through an accelerator and still, Uh, doesn't really have what they need, and that's not to be critical of those. What I would say is it's really about, as early as you possibly can, determining where your strengths are, where your, what I call, area of genius is, and looking at the best ways to supplement that, and the best ways to supplement you toward key outcomes, and so I think you and I would probably both agree that one of the key early outcomes that you're trying to get to is this idea of product market fit. And if you can use an incubator to help you get there, that may be the way to do it. If an accelerator can help you get there, that may be the way to do it. In our case, we we put uh, just a lot more near-term and long-term resources into these companies uh, on the goal to that outcome of early product market fit that we think we can do it more cost effectively and more capitally efficient than many other means by which you could do it and and really try to set the company up for uh, the ideal growth trajectory that they want to go on, which could then be fueled with the next round of funding. And so I look at it as it's as much a personality fit and values fit uh, as well as what what you really need to supplement you and your early team in that journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So let's look at it from the eyes of the founder, who is like, okay, I have made some sort of research on the market. I feel like there is some sort of problem. I maybe already have a couple of small paying customers. What should specifically be the decisive factor of going to an incubator versus going to a venture studio. Besides, you know, the gut feeling, or maybe I know someone at venture studio. I'll just go to him and or her, and talk to them. So, what's besides that? What should be the decisive factor, you
1: think? Sure. I mean, as I said, like I think it is about um, is there alignment around the outcome, right? If, if I'm going to go to an incubator, what is it that I'm going to ultimately? Uh, receive from them? And what is the outcome that I'm trying to achieve from there? Is it just that I'm trying to get a first version of a product developed and beyond that, then I'm on my own? And if that's the case, then that may work. If the vent- if the incubator can help me truly get to product market fit, then that may be a perfectly good fit. But I would be very uh, I guess if I if I were the founder, I would want to deeply understand what is the goal, what is the outcome that I should be expecting to achieve by being in here. And with in in our case, we're we're really looking at how do we help you get there better, faster, cheaper. And if if you are one third of what needs to be around an early company to get you to product market fit then we want to provide those other two thirds. If you have all three legs of that stool to get there, you have product, you've got, if, if we, we typically work in software centric businesses, so you've got product, you've got somebody who can actually build the product and you've got really a, a sense of go to market strategy and you're able to go through a disciplined process for getting there and really understanding where you can win in the market and getting early indications of that, then you probably don't need a venture studio. And we'll root for you and we'll cheer for you. And I think what we find is that most people are missing substantial elements and we are one way to potentially supplement them uh, on their way to getting to product market fit. Once they've gotten to that point, they're also in a place to get way better people into their organization. I think getting committed talent into the early stages of a company is a particularly difficult thing to do. And our view is we're going to provide way better capabilities than you're probably able to afford or know or can convince to get involved in the early stages where a lot is unproven because we are people that love that journey of figuring it out.
0: Right, right. Yeah, perfect definition. Love it. And next question is about who, I mean, next question that I don't get asked that often because it's just not very polite, but that people think about is, you know, what's the major downside of Venture Studio? Because the many Venture Studios take like a huge chunk of the company, like some I've seen doing 30%. Uh, <laughs> And just it's it's a lot. It's a lot to give out on this early stage. Uh sure. what do you think is the major downside of a venture studio?
1: So I think one one of the potential downsides is that equity split. If if that is really uncomfortable, we we don't tend to take that significant of a of an equity position. We really will line up the amount of sweat equity that we expect based on how much work and and uh, how much resource we need to really put in to supplement the founder or founding team? so it's it's based really on a, a more, I think practical uh, approach. and if if we're really doing everything, then obviously we're going to ask for more. But we also will put capital into the business as well as a traditional capital investor would, right? so we we will will invest in multiple ways but i think the one downside potentially is that if people are uncomfortable with it uh, the other i would say which is the bigger downside if you perceive it to be a downside is you are going to have true partners who want to have tremendous amount of involvement and influence in your business and the way i always describe it to founders i say look i'm not trying to run your business i'm not trying to take control i'm trying to create a really disciplined, honest approach to decision making, that Mm -hmm. means any one of us could be right. We wanna get to the best possible answer. And if you feel like you have to go figure all this out yourself, you need to make every decision yourself, and that is what you really wanna build as a company, that's your choice. But you absolutely should not be working with us as a venture studio, Because we want to be deeply involved because our belief is that you're going to get better outcomes through a well-functioning, deeply committed team. And we want to help you understand that on the way to truly becoming the great leader of an organization that we believe by getting involved that you can become. And so I look at that as a self-reflection, self-awareness it could be viewed as a downside if that's not what you want.
0: Right. Yeah, that's actually true. And that's a perfect description of Venture to use, just like a pretty big and super active partner. Okay. So it's a, it's a really good thing to review. You know, before you jump into that thing, you need to understand that. And there will be a lot of actual like, heavy input from the venture studio point um so let's talk about deal sourcing how do you find those uh, companies that you want to help out how do you find those you know
1: early stage entrepreneurs
0: that are a good fit for yourself
1: sure so we we are very active in every possible way where early stage founders are around hanging out so whether that is events when there used to be in person events if if you can think back to those days uh, we um, we actively are, uh, you know, working with others in the ecosystem, whether that is uh, attorneys or other folks that would work with early stage uh, startups. We we talk to a lot of venture firms that we're partnered with to say, hey, you're, you may be seeing things that have something missing or that um, are too early for you. Maybe we can get involved, help get it to a place where then you'd have interest. So we... We really work across the ecosystem. I've been in the startup world for well over 20 years, so I have a lot of relationships, and I'm fairly well networked into um, the startup community. And so a lot of people send us founders. Just you know, we we spend a lot of time, and and as we say to them, hey, even if we're not a great fit, we're going to at least share some thoughts and we'll happily introduce you to others who might be a better fit. We, we don't try to pretend that we're for everyone. Um, we try to be really clear because this is a very long-term embedded relationship that we're entering into. And so we, we need to all be eyes wide open and careful about uh, making sure this is a great fit. So we do need to meet with a lot of people to really find those that resonate uh, on both sides.
0: Speaking of a good fit, I actually forgot to ask you one my standard one of my standard questions in the beginning. What do you generally invest in? So, do you are you some uh, field focused, or are you generalist investors?
1: Sure. So I I would call us somewhere between. We are you know we really have a process that we like to adhere to that's very product centric, um, but we love businesses where software and data intersect, and that that can look pretty broad, but there are a lot of common thought and operating processes that you can implement in a business that has a really data centric software core to it. But we're right now about 50% business to consumer, 50% B2B. We probably prefer B2B, but when we see a really compelling software product that can, can be built with a strong data strategy to it, that's where we really start.
0: Mhm got it. so let's go back a little bit towards the accelerators and incubators so one of the reasons why people want to go there is because of those demo days you know yeah. most accelerators and incubators claim that you know if you last for the whole program if you stay there if you work hard at the end you'll get a chance to present in front of great investors and Sometimes that's true, but sometimes we will not get into that. Um, sure, I can be really critical of that, of those demo days. But does a venture studio has something like a demo day or something similar?
1: Very good question. So we actually did in the early days. We did a, a somewhat of a demo day type uh, presentation, somewhat to just introduce uh, our companies to the network, and so the, and and we we had great reception to it. So I think we will come up with some kind of similar structure uh, again. Um, So we experimented with with one where we had seven companies present, which is kind of like a demo day. And I think we will do that again because the feedback was very positive. I'd say the one difference is we do not have a set in stone program with specific timelines. This is a very rolling um situation and so we are out setting up demo opportunities if you will for our companies all the time with different investors that are in our network to try to help them by showing that this is a company that we're deeply involved with here's the traction that they're getting we'd love to have you get involved at the right time so it's really an ongoing effort that we are undertaking all the time so it doesn't naturally line up like a program-based acceleration program does to just naturally have a group of companies all at the same place and all at the same time, given what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're trying to figure out what the right um, output looks like, but even just doing a, a showcase of our Venture Studio companies, which is more like what we did previously, we found does have some value and merit. So I think we'll, we'll continue to do things like that.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. Next time you showcase it, I want to see, Uh, but next question is the advice to those early stage founders who are the, you know, most of my listeners are pre-seed stage slash seed stage. And, What's your advice to them in terms of fundraising? You know, those people who are thinking if they need to go to venture studio, if they want to go to an incubator, accelerator, angel investors, maybe grant funding, or maybe just bootstrap. What's your advice to them? How should they make up their mind?
1: Sure. I, I mean, I I think you you really want to understand the journey that you are about to embark on, and if you really see and believe that you are on a path to something that has that kind of you know, high growth, hundred million dollar plus type of opportunity. And then, then you really need to start to think about what are the investors at those early first couple stages that can be those critical partners to help me through that. And if you have not been through it yourself as either part of a company or having done this before, then I would strongly encourage you to find people who can help guide you on that journey um, or else uh, you're going to just run into a lot of uh, challenges on the way. You're going to run into the challenges of a lot of mistakes that you can make. and, And ultimately a lot of those you can recover from, but they will waste time. They will waste money. They'll probably lead to some casualties along the way of people who may eject out in various ways, but those are things that many of those are preventable by getting the right partners around you. And then the other is you're going to end up with a lot of of no's through the process from people who just don't want to be that first person uh, to, to make a bet on you. That And that's just the reality. And the majority of investors that are out there are what I would call pickers, which are they're looking for something that is likely to succeed with or without their involvement and they want to pick ones that, um, it's sort of the the laziness that a lot of us probably have. (laughs) They wanna pick ones that they can feel good that they pick, but they don't really have to do very much. And I think from our perspective, we feel like we want to do a lot. And so we still are choosing people, we are, but we're choosing people that we get to really work Closely with, And that's part of what really gets us excited, which is why we set this up as a venture studio instead of going and just being a, a picker uh, and a more right. passive investor. And so I think it's really understanding who the different types of people are out there and finding the ones that really align with who you are as an entrepreneur and the journey that you're likely to undertake. And so there are a lot of different ways to build a company. Venture capital is a really expensive way to do it, and an expensive type of money. And so, if there are other mechanisms like grants or uh, other ways to bootstrap to potentially fund it, I'm never one to criticize that. And I mean, part of what I said at the beginning, I had a, I grew up in a family-owned business that lasted for almost 150 years. So we we yes. owned it. We we never took somebody else's money to give ownership away in that whole time. And so I'm certainly uh, attuned to that as another way to build a company. And frankly, there aren't that many that have lasted that long, so.
0: That's true, Yes, that's true. There are not that many 150 year old companies, so nice, nice work there. Uh, And yeah, great advice in terms of, you know, find entrepreneurs who have already gone through this field. Just, you know, search and crunch base someone in your field who has gone through an exit cold email them asking, like, hey, you know, I'm just in the same exact position you were 10 years ago. Do you mind helping me? Most likely, they will not mind helping you. So mm-hmm. do that, but be, you know, respectful for their time and all of that stuff. Um, so last question here, call to action. What's the one thing you want the listener to do as soon as the episode is over?
1: So if if you're an entrepreneur, I think it is that find a way to do an honest evaluation of who you are, where you are, and what you really are trying to achieve with this endeavor. Is this about uh, a true mission and calling that you have to go solve this problem in the world? Is this just a mechanism for you to seek fame and fortune? All of those are perfectly fine. I think it's just uh, critical for people's, self-awareness is a big, big, Uh, term that I think is so helpful to people to try to achieve. And it's something that I think we constantly should be trying to do and finding ways to have others help us with that, to help identify our blind spots. So taking that stock, doing that honest evaluation in some way or ways to really get clear, because then that will help you determine your best paths forward from there.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, self criticism self-awareness and all that self-analysis. But in this case, it's really important. You need to understand if that's something you can do for five, ten years. And here I'm going to say, yeah, do some self-analysis. At this point, it's all right. And, you know, my personal call to action is usually go to the description of this episode. I'll leave the link to OC4 Venture Studio. So if you have, after this episode, considering more joining like venture studio rather than an incubator go on and check out the description of this episode you'll find everything there and have a great day